Hello and welcome to Next Dime Supply Chain Podcast Series. I'm Karthik Nagarajan. And through this series, we share global learnings, insights and expert advice regarding the emerging trends on managing supply chain in the healthcare industry. Our previous episode covered TFO's take on supply chain. For today's episode, I have with me Ramakrishnan Kashinathan to discuss the role of purchasing in supply chain. In his previous roles, Ramki has served as a general manager supply chain for a Fortune 50 healthcare organization. He was also serving as a global purchase director at SKF Proof. He was the chief commercial officer at Hindustan Zinc with over 3 decades of leadership experience in managing diverse and complex purchasing. Ramki has managed several business cycles and volatility risk. His hands-on experience in managing global suppliers and adapting to new challenges that have emerged makes him an expert on the topic we are going to discuss today purchasing is a key critical element of supply chain and in today's discussion we'll find out how it was evolved in recent times so with that welcome ramki and and thank you for joining us thanks uh, karthik i look forward to a fruitful discussion today absolutely ramki and uh, we kind of look forward to from your insights learning a lot right and especially our listeners who kind of glued into this uh, podcast so over to your first question global purchasing has been full of challenges in the pandemic hit world what are some of the significant changes that you see in the industry over 2 to 3 years which all kpis have changed and your thoughts on you know the overall scenario thanks karthik for this very relevant question first is uh, it is a truth purchasing has evolved to take on these new realities in a very very positive way I always say purchasing has to be smarter as it deals with the sales people of the supplier who are always smart. Also the people I have worked with uh, always know that I tell them that we are like goalkeepers measured by how many goals we miss rather than how many goals we save. Very depressing sometimes. But that is a challenge and a great opportunity I would say. Coming to your question Uh, I personally think uh, there are three major thought process changes that have accelerated in the last 2 years. First is purchasing has started to think like supply chain. What I mean is they started looking beyond cost and start looking at how quickly to adapt to new situation to ensure flow of goods. Flow of goods became the their thinking model. The second change I see is uh, tier 2 and tier 3 supplier visibility. which was not considered important earlier has become very important which means that not just risk mitigation for the company but also for the suppliers became purchasing responsibility this was an extended responsibility purchasing has taken over in the last 2 to 3 years the third one is in terms of the buzzwords i would say risk management and resilience i think that has been the driving force in a lot of decisions for example suppliers who uh, had more than one factory in different geography got their capacities booked with a condition that they will be fulfilling the demand if one of the geographies falls into covid restricted zone i think that is a big change because earlier suppliers uh, uh, with one factory was good enough but now not anymore i think personally purchasing has taken responsibility to keep the factories running concepts of efficiency like just in time best cost country sourcing etc has taken a back seat in the last 2 years i also think that this change is permanent as managements are recognizing 
that the role of purchasing is beyond bringing cost efficiencies. They re- recognize that losing a customer order is a bigger profit hit and also losing customer trust means lost brand value. Coming to the second part of the question on the KPI changes, uh, historically cost quality and delivery were the three KPIs uh, which were very important for purchasing. And I would say in the last two years, the focus has been more on delivery KPI. However, some new KPIs uh, got increased in importance. I will touch upon just three for want of time. First is uh, risk management, especially reducing single source supply dependence. I think this particularly came under a lot of focus with global companies. The second one is supplier onboarding time. I think new suppliers were required to meet the fluctuating demands and it was very important to have the supplier uh, onboarding very fast, approvals of onboarding very fast and the whole responsibility for on purchasing. The third, third one I would say uh, interesting is the logistic service provider performance. This area uh, historically has been avoided by purchasing as they prefer to keep it under suppliers with a CAF delivery. However, with dramatic increase in logistics cost and shortages of containers, this had to be taken over by purchasing and the KPI to track their performance got added up. Hmm. I must also say the last two years has been extremely stressful for purchasing like most other functions, but most organizations took up the challenge and delivered. Okay. And uh, Ramki, just taking a cue out of your one of your buzzwords, resilience, right? So mm. as far as resilience in the supply chain world concerned, we've heard this word more frequently now than ever. Can you summarize what it means to you and to the global healthcare industry? You're absolutely right. I would say that this jargon we will continue to hear for the next few years. Resilience is a very holistic term. Uh, it can mean different things for different industry. But for global healthcare company, which is what your question is about, uh, as per me, uh, it means the ability to minimize customer service failures despite unforeseen surprises due to events outside the company control. So when I say this, I'm saying that a lot of healthcare companies have a very big responsibility to uh, ensure that the patient care and the overall uh, service delivery has to be intact. And I would say that the less the company takes uh, shelter under force majeure, the more resilient the company supply chain is. Which just means uh, better collaboration with customers, better collaboration with suppliers and better collaboration with regulators. I think all the three elements has to come together. And uh, if you are able to uh, get a resilient supply chain, which is not giving excuses, but is able to deliver service despite all these uh, surprises outside their control, it, then I would say they are more resilient. I think. Other element is flexibility should be on the supply side as as the demand I personally think will continue to be volatile, Hmm. uh, which means purchasing will continue to be critical in the supply side management. Uh, Personally, Hmm. I think a well-oiled process with empowered people to make very quick decisions to face new realities is absolute must. I have seen that resilience is not about systems, not just about systems. It is primarily empowered people. I think uh, companies that had better uh, empowerment delivered better is the proof for that. Got it. And in terms of the word that you use, right? Collaboration among suppliers. So a question that I have, if we have to compare two models, right? A large number of small suppliers versus a small number of large suppliers, which model or which situation is better for the future of supply chain? 
I personally think the discussion currently is uh, not about large and small and I think collaboration uh, is not restricted by the size it is more about the spirit at which the companies work together hmm. I personally think the discussion has shifted to uh, from a very large globally cost effective suppliers to local medium sized suppliers who can be flexible I think uh, the global companies are realizing more and more that flexibility is getting more and more important and that shift has already happened in a lot of a lot of fortune 50 companies i see that geographic diversity is the key to decision making uh, newer suppliers uh, have got added in the last two years who were earlier rejected due to higher costs and i think this change will continue and the rebalancing of supplies will happen so post pandemic suppliers who are willing to put up factories in different geographies and assure supplies to customers will be the one who will be preferred i think mm. the risk management principles are driving in that direction i also know a lot of companies are starting to discuss uh, long term contracts with their suppliers uh, with a linkage to putting on new investments uh, by spreading out their factories in more than one geography i think this trend is going to continue mm-hmm. okay uh and and therefore you know linking what you just said to the strategy right so when we look at a strategic view how has the strategy for talent procurement like tools and spares in particular evolved considering disruption caused by shortages of such items during covid very important question actually this has been an area which has been very long neglected actually when factories uh, started stopping not for major raw materials but for want of small toolings and spares several companies woke up to the reality uh, that the locally sourced items were completely left to factories and the organization had very little bargaining power and also visibility to supplier capabilities hmm. so this particular area is getting addressed on a top priority i think more and more companies are bringing oversight into this area and manage the risk some have switched to aggregators with strict default clauses Uh, having said that i don't think we can manage it globally as a category a standardization of machines and tools has not been done in most companies uh, which means we can only establish better visibility and ensure best in class practices are adopted in the management of these items i also think factory management should take a active role as a lot of customizations of machines are not even known to others uh, mm. i think this area will get more attention in the coming years as it is a significant pain point for a lot of global companies mm. Mm. okay and one of the aspects uh, that i thought uh, we we just you know touched upon is uh, maybe how do we even uh, talk about uh, our approach on non key categories right for key categories it's always been the focus point but for the non key category items right uh, can we quickly talk about uh, the approach for healthcare companies in maybe outsourcing the non key categories to bring in efficiency what's your thought on that very relevant question karthik i think uh, the non key categories is an ongoing thinking of the management uh, because it takes a lot of administrative activity consumes huge man hours but value derived is not so high uh, then obviously it becomes a item for outsourcing but the transition uh, should be given a longer time as uh, as i just mentioned each factory needs will be different and service demands will be different for example even item master standardization has not happened in a lot of companies in the non strategic items so only the strategic buying list is uh, standardized the others are not standardized so i would i would really think uh, we can start with a partial outsourcing only the back end and then gradually uh, can be fully outsourced 
first step i'm seeing already happening in a lot of companies is outsourcing of analytics a mm. lot of value is being generated in this area the second is uh, running sourcing events by experienced back end service providers the advantage of this is the team is scalable and the best practices across different categories are automatically adopted for example some companies have i know have already established uh, center of excellence in this area and are scaling mm. up this this support really helps the category managers focus on more strategic activities uh, also i see that reverse auction events run by these service providers deliver better cost savings as they are able to reach out to new suppliers and also follow up their participation because a lot of time new suppliers uh, require a lot of follow up to participate in events and that is not possible for category managers to do so i think this particular outsourcing has helped uh, in this area also and i i see them uh, extremely happy whoever has done this as it avoids adding headcount which is always a challenge in multinational companies and more importantly i think it shows continuous support availability as an extended team and this outsourcing journey will continue i think it makes a more economic and practical sense uh, for global companies no i agree uh, i think uh, very very valid uh, insights so with that uh, being said right i mean now that uh, we going through situation post covid or maybe covid is still continuing according to you what will be an ideal vision for a purchasing organization in healthcare i personally think vision is closely linked to the organization's vision and culture because purchasing is very much shadowing the organization's vision and ensure achieving it but our as a generic vision i can think uh, a flexible resilient collaborative purchasing that brings value by constantly learning and adapting because that is one thing which will continuously uh, require to evolve and i see that learning and adapting collaboration resilience flexibility are all key elements a purchasing organization should have and i guess that covers pretty much all aspects of the challenges present currently i also think organization collaboration is a very buzzword i think a lot of them think about collaboration more as uh, having a supplier event or uh, something like that but a lot of things is uh, ingrained in the culture of the organization i think purchasing should drive that culture of collaboration by building the trust with suppliers and uh, getting the long term working with them together i i personally think that will that should be the vision most organization should drive towards in purchasing area no makes sense uh, and and to be honest uh, you know uh, some of the buzzwords that you've used are very relevant uh naturally it it takes upon an organization leadership manager across levels how to execute it really well right so uh you know very very valid uh, perspective ramki so with that ramki i want to thank you for your insights uh, and obviously the clarity of what has changed and what we should do to be ready for the future and i'm sure our listeners will find the discussed uh, discussions uh, insightful too and thank you everybody for listening in If you have any questions on this subject or have any suggestions for future topic uh, do write to us at thinknext@nextdem.com so thank you ramkesh thank you everybody thank you bye